Hello, my name is Thomas. Welcome to British Culture. Albion never dies. This is part two of British Bond Addicts ranking of the James Bond films. You can find him on Instagram at British Bond Addict. Last week we talked about the top choices, the lowest ranked films. This week we're talking about the outliers, the biggest controversies. We find out what happens when two British people moderately disagree with each other on a couple of minor things. It is uh, an episode that I very much hope you'll enjoy as much as we enjoyed recording it, and I hope you enjoy our, uh, our strong disagreements on highly important matters. <laughs> I think my 23rd and 22nd might go down poorly with the listeners and possibly even yourself here. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so my 23rd, uh, so my third least favourite Bond film is Thunderball. Oh, okay, no, no, I'm actually... That's okay. pretty low on my list, yeah. yeah. And then, based on the password for the Zoom chat, uh, 22nd <gasps> is the Man with the Golden Gun. No, okay, okay. I need <laughs> to defend my choice conflict. again. Finally, we have one which we really do disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, getting two Brits to talk about things that they might mildly disagree with. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> never going to work. <laughs> now, I'm um, I don't know what it is. I enjoy so many different aspects of this film, but there's so I don't know what it is. The timing of it, flatness. I don't really know. It just doesn't work particularly for me. Um, I love so many location aspects. I love certain scenes, especially when Bond shoots the uh, thing and goes, "Oh, like, oh, it's not too difficult, is it?" Um, but the one that gets me is Man of the Golden Gun. There are three really good films here. They just smash them together for no reason. And the thing I cannot forgive is that Christopher Christopher Lee wasn't in a better film. Oh, because okay. Christopher Lee is such a superb talent and the perfect, possibly the perfect Bond villain. Oh yeah, and he had he was clearly enjoying the role. Roger Moore as his Bond to combat against was a fantastic idea, mm. but so much of it is disjointed. And I've had many friends talk to me about this and say, oh, let's try and watch it again, see if we can change this mindset. Because very famously, my mindset on Di- uh, Diamonds Are Forever changed massively. And oh. that's one of my least favourites, and it's now top ten on my list. Well, don't worry, we, we can have a good talk and we can bring it down again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that. Um, uh, but I don't know what it's magic. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Oh, Man with the Golden Gun. There's too many elements going on at the same time, and it's just, it's not a succinct performance. Uh, okay. I know there was another issue of writers at the time, but I don't think it was a writer's strike. I think it was just changing writers mm. in the moment. I can't look past that as much as I try. Okay. Yeah, as much as I want to love this film, I just can't. And it's the same with Living Daylights, which is 19th. I really want to enjoy that film. I just can't enjoy it as much as I want to. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because you identify an element, you know, they kind of throw the kitchen sink at that film and it's all manner of East Asia in all kinds of random places, um, basically, yeah. especially with the martial arts. And that's a very obvious point where they're just throwing everything together at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Mash it all up, put it in the blender. For me, there's, that blends. Yeah, there's three different films I'd like to see from this as opposed to just one. Yeah, but I think we seem aligned on the Connery that for me, the early Connery is pretty high up. The late Conneries are my least watched Bond films. Um, mm. Yeah, you, say, you, only have, you only have twice as 21st for me. You only have twice I find yeah. really cool. I think it was, it must have been high up in my mind when I was very, very small. 
because I think a lot of the ideas you have about Bond of oh interchangeable women and hollowed out volcanoes and the version of Blofeld you get from the films, a lot comes from them. It's quite iconic, but for me, it rarely doesn't work. Um, the issue is this is it's also where Bond started becoming a parody of itself, mm. and they centered it with Majesty's Secret Service, um, which is nice. They kind of brought it back down to earth for a bit, um, but so many parts of you know, twice could be an Austin Powers film. And oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. have been <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, I feel there's a reason why the Canadian comedian kind of drew on that one particular <laughs> film so heavily, and then The Simpsons with their Scorpio. Um, oh, Hank Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> So I like what it gave us. I like Scorpio. Austin Powers was cool at the time, but you know, I feel you only live twice. I've got to ask a question. Okay. Do you have a controversial placing? One that you think were well, the one that that provide the most consternation? Uh, I mean, the one that people message me about all the time is the man with the golden gun being so high. Um, mm. Like normally, people don't complain about things being so low for me because I say it tends to be the the Conneries are very very low, which I expected people not to like. But there we go. It seems more people agreed with me than I thought. But no, yeah. the Golden Gun. Um, I'd say it's my favourite of the old Bond films, actually. Oh wow! Like, Pre nineteen ninety is my definition of old Bond films. Um, yes, I can understand that. Cold War. Yeah, yeah, um, and I like <laughs> I like the locations. I like the local ally. Um, spoiler alert, the local ally doesn't get randomly killed off to prove that the bad guy was bad all along. We don't need that in this case. Um, no, but a future Bond girl does. Who's <laughs> also well, currently yes. a Bond girl, so we get Inception there. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the two female roles are actually really strong and really interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one, yeah. No, it's a good representation. and it, In a way... It does. There's a few moments of good night where it's clearly the comic relief moment. Oh yeah, definitely. I, but I'm 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 all cool for this. To you know, like my favorite Marvel film, for example, is Ant Man, because I'm like, oh okay, it's a comic book movie. Come on, it doesn't need to be all dark and depressing all the time. It's a, literally from a comic book, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't go off goofy. I mean, I think it's quite light and fun, and you know. Anyway, mm. I think the Man of the Golden Gun does that well in terms of tone. Interesting. Oh, I love that. No, fair play. Yeah. I think I and I think it's as I said, twenty three and up are films I think are good films. Mm. Um so Thunderball, Man of the Golden Gun, you're in a twice spectre that I think they're good films. Yeah. Uh twenty four and twenty five Moonraker Quantum Solace, I don't think they're good films, but I still enjoy watching them. So yeah. I just, just gonna get gonna clarify that. Man of the Golden Gun, I still have a great time watching that film. Mm. If if somebody were to m- magically uh, like appear at my door and say, Hey, I want to watch Man of the Gone and Gun. I'm going to sit down and go, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be there soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Can I ask, are there any other controversial placings on your list? Um, Through Eyes Only is top 10 for me. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, that's one I, I... I don't know if I watched it at the right moment, but I enjoy the kind of back-to-earth uh, attempt that they had. And lots of it, bizarrely, is the cinematography. I think the entire ski chase scene is beautiful. Um, there's so many different parts of it I like. And to be fair, the newest Mission Impossible film was ripping it off by, you know, doing a a car chase in a yellow Citroen 2CV. Like, so yeah. it's lost if you will. That's what I found has had the most surprise. Whenever, whenever I mention my top 10 list, the fact VR is only is pretty much always in there. Mm. That's I really like it. I think the only thing that sometimes doesn't grab me about the film is the soundtrack because I love music so much. But that's the more I, I really... see it, oh, you like no, it? That's... 
I love the soundtrack. Oh I think um, the soundtrack for the ski chase in particular, that's like, cue the music, do they cover oh, it? Oh, yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> um, I think I, I'm going to go from 25 to 1 and just go bleh, if there's anything that's surprising. Yeah. So Quantum of Solace, 25. 24, Moonraker. 23, Thunderball. 22, Man with the Golden Gun. Obviously, we had that discussion. Uh, 21, You and Live Twice. 20, Spectre. 19, Living Daylights. Again, I film a film I wish I loved more. Um, <laughs> 18, On a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in my top six because it's the only one of the lazen beast that has yeah. to be there. <laughs> it's become popular recently, and I can appreciate that. Uh, 17, No Time to Die. Oh, uh, okay. 16, 16, uh, again, uh, No Time to Die, I enjoyed. It's just too bloody long. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, that's kind of the reason I've only seen it twice. So. Yes, I've watched the film five times at this point, okay. but I've skipped through my highlights about 20. Okay. I've yeah, skipped yeah. through certain scenes quite a bit. Yeah, I've gone uh, to see particular oh, bits, yeah. Yes, yeah, like the Cuba scene, the ending scene. Like, There's certain moments I like to watch again and again. Yeah. Um, uh, 16, Octopussy. Uh, which I'd say is the absolute middle of my list, kind of. Yeah. That for uh, me would have been relatively low, except for a couple of friends pulling that one up. Yeah. At this point, I'd say these are upper level Bond films. <laughs> mm. uh, 15, Casino Royale. 14, Spy Who Loved Me. 13, View to a Kill. Another one that's been raised highly by uh, friends I've made in the Bond community. Uh, 12, Die Another Day. 11, Doctor No. 10, For Your Eyes Only. 9, From Russia of Love. Don't hate me for this. Diamonds Are Forever is above from Russia of Love. Ooh, that, ooh, hang on. I mean, <laughs> we have to ask. We have to ask questions about that. It's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin. Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. Uh, fun factor and also um, nostalgia factor. My uh, Diamonds Are Forever is one of my dad's favorite films. Okay. So I've seen it as a kid. Um, I enjoy the fun factor. I enjoy the quotability. I think mm. From Brush of Love is a better story. It's better acted. But what am I more likely to throw in the DVD player? Yeah, Diamonds yeah. Are okay. Forever. Um, uh, seven World is Not Enough. Six Goldfinger. Five License to Kill. Four Live and Let Die. Three Goldeneye, two Skyfall, one Tomorrow Never Dies. So a fair bit of Brosnan in the uh, in the top half. I will say, after having gone through my list, there's one certain thing I feel like I need to defend, and it's something that I need to defend because from an outward perspective looking inwards, it doesn't make complete sense. And that especially, and based on your reaction, was Diamonds Are Forever <laughs> from Russia of Love. Um, I must say something very important about this, which has completely changed my perspective. Um, going into the pandemic, um, which is obviously a, we all remember, a very tough time for all of us, I had a very kind of militant Bond stance. I wanted Bond to be serious. Blah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's Britain, blah, all that stuff. 
And um, through the friendships I made on Instagram and through the amount of people I spent talking to Zooms at, you know, similar times in the morning of the, well, similar times at night to which I am and similar times in the morning as you are when filming this, um, Diamonds Are Forever really ranked up. Um, I mentioned previously it's one of my dad's favorite films and he played this a lot. So um, certain quotes like, I got a brother, uh, were yeah. family jokes the entire time. But I kind of just, you know, I enjoyed making the quotes, but my perception was like, okay, it's a pretty lower tier Bond film. Mm. Um, but certain members in the community, and I will shout them out here, uh, especially Shamrock Shanigans and uh, Burb James Burb, made me realize that actually sometimes just sitting back and having fun with something can be a really awesome experience, especially if it's with something that you don't, uh, especially if it's something that you have a very specific militant stance with, as I did at the time. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever is that high for me because the friendships I made during the pandemic and the ones that have stuck with me for so long uh, have been because they kind of changed my mindset. They made me realise things differently. And yes, if you compare No Time to Die or Skyfall or Goldeneye to Diamonds Are Forever, it looks like a one-sided battle. But sometimes there's just a good level of fun to be had and just enjoying the silly campness of it all. And that's why it's become one of my favorites because my friends on this account uh, really changed my viewpoint. And Diamonds Are Forever Now means a hell of a lot to me uh, just because of those friendships during that awful two-year period. (laughs) And I don't regret putting it that high. I never will. And (laughs) I love that certain interactions have made a film completely different for me and i'll always be grateful for that and that's why i wear a pink tie as frequently as possible <laughs> <laughs> i really like that and uh and, and i'm willing to defend die another day in much the same way so it doesn't hit me for diamonds of forever so much but die another day absolutely uh, sometimes i'm allowed to just have fun you know i'm, I'm allowed to just watch a fun film uh, yeah, and that's exactly that's that, that's one of the reasons why Tomorrow Never Dies is my favorite. I think Skyfall, cinematically, directorially, is a far better film. But Tomorrow Never Dies has that fun factor, mm. and it also has that incredible script writing. I mean, that story that, as as we were saying earlier, it is becoming more and more relevant with every passing day. That's one of those ones where it's very lucky. It's got mm. both elements of things that I really enjoy. And it's also got Pierce Brosnan, who we, I will not be afraid to say is by far my favourite Bond. Oh, yeah. And I think this is one of his best performances in Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. I, I've, I've, I've heard a recent theory that every Bond's third film is their best. Yeah, I've, I've heard this. For me, it's the second. Like Almost all of my tops are the second film. Mm. That's uh, fascinating because I think uh, if we're talking about Brosnan, uh, there wasn't enough. Is it, it, it demonstrates his range? Mm. It's a far more expressive role. I still think it's a semi-parody of Majesty's Secret Service, except where the Bond girl is a bad guy. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's fascinating. You said it's the second because, of course, from Russia of Love. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes Golden me... Gun and mm-hmm. uh, the License to Kill and to Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, yeah. The only one that really breaks it would either be George Lazenby because of lack of options or <laughs> Daniel Craig or actually Quantum of Solace I really do like, but I think Skyfall just pips it at the post for me really now. I'd love to ask, seeing as Quantum of Solace is my least favourite, mm. what what do you like about that film particularly? Because I, 
for me, it's all about the cinematography. The story, I don't mind too much. The villain, I find a little bit weak. Mm. There's certain enjoyable aspects. It's just it's ruined by an inconsistent cinematography cinematography style. Okay. What appeals about it for you? And What's this isn't from a this isn't me interrogating. <laughs> Why do you like this? No, no, I. Uh... <laughs> I'm happy on this point to be interrogated, and uh, I do love the music. I think it's one of the best scores oh. generally. Um, I actually think it looks great, um, which in you know, a film is a visual medium. Um, but the script, I think the script is phenomenal. People always say, "Oh, it's the writer's script, writer strike," and so on. Um, what I understand is that the writer worked on the script, did the complete script, final script, handed it in. And then went on strike. Oh. <laughs> the show solidarity. <laughs> so it wasn't perhaps worked all throughout filming. But for me, it's a very lean, kind of straight arrow adventure. And for me, Casino Royale kind of lacks, really lacks a bit of a conclusion. And this is like the third act of it. Um, I do enjoy the the anger of it. <laughs> mm, <laughs> enjoy okay. the harshness. I can, appreciate, I can appreciate that. And I like the villain and his and his plan. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm I'm... I'm a specialist at the time on the Middle East and so on. I speak Turkish and all that. And water wars is hugely important um, and, and have really been dominating like my local news. Uh, so to see a lot of the issues I've been, uh, well, you know, war over resources, for example, because for a lot of the film, you think it's oil. Um, I think I think it was on the money uh, for a lot of the stuff that was at the time. So it was very, 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 very current when it came out. Mm. And that sounds like a similar reason as to why I liked Skyfall so much. For my particular place in my life at that point, for you, mm. Quantum has those certain draws as well. Yeah. And as for the people who like certain American Bond films, because it appeals to them in that way. Yeah. And this is something I love. This is something I love. This community of many communities that I've been a part of, you don't get the vitriol. You get yeah. some, but you don't get the vitriol for <laughs> disliking something. You often get more of a conversation from it, which I've always really enjoyed. Mm. Actually, I will say one more thing about Quantum of Solace, is, as you seem all ears, so, uh, which is that Bond girl. There's two oh, elements yeah. I really, really like about Olga Korienko's character, uh, which is that, first of all, she is scarred. Um, yeah. Which, in the books, almost all the women are described with some kind of flaw, you know, a broken nose, uh, yeah. which we don't see with Honey Rider in the films, or with one leg shorter than the other, or something like that. And so with Camille, yeah. we have a physical scar, uh, and throughout the books, the people with the scars are the good guys, right? So James Bond has a facial scar. Blofeld is kind of perfect. Um, and the films have always reversed that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And Bond doesn't quite get the girl at the end, like in the classic Bond movie way, which, of course, he doesn't mm. always in the books either because he's, he's a human being. Oh, Gala Brand, especially, in Moonraker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned it as your, your favourite book, I think. Yes, absolutely my favourite book by a landslide. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, one more question. I, I know it's your podcast, so I keep asking. Oh, oh, it's okay. Is there any Bond film you wish you liked more? Hmm. For me, it's Living Daylights. Every okay. time I've been in that film, I really want to enjoy it more than I do. And there's certain moments I really love. Hmm. I just wish that film was higher in my list. I really do. I mean, I, I, say, I know the the late Conneries just hit the bottom for me. Uh, virtually all of my bottom tier are the late uh, Conneries. Goldeneye, yeah, it's pretty low down for me as well. And But perhaps one thing is that for some reason, for your eyes only, you know, it might be my second favourite Roger Moore film 
but it's not my first, and I can't think why not. I can't think what does it do wrong. What has it ever done wrong? I don't think it's done possibly, anything wrong. Possibly just BB. <laughs> I kind of like BB. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it gives my favorite line in the whole franchise. Now you put your clothes back on, and I'll buy you an ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> or, or perhaps my second favourite, where she describes Julian Glover's character as, you're too old. I'm like, hang on, he's he's younger than Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's, it's just the miles, not the years. <laughs> oh, good point. Oh, wonderful <laughs> turn of phrase there. Love that. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Um... Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, where did um you said No Time to Die ranked highly for you. Where is that mm. in your list? Was that top 10? Uh, let me have a look because obviously it's it's number nine, excluding the top six. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because obviously No Time to Die been most re- re- most recent Bond film, obviously mm. with lots of hype, and obviously going for the entire t- pandemic before watching it. I've been intrigued how some people ranked it highly and it's dropped down. They've not done the same with Kissing Row, which is what's happened to me, where Kissing Row started in like top five and is now I think fifteenth for me. Yeah. I think for me, Spectre, when it first came out, rarely hit big and has gradually gone down. So for me, No Time to Dive, I've rarely put it as low as I possibly could justify. You know, yeah. at, at this time, I might put it much higher and it has all the elements. Actually, it, I had like a, a tick list of, oh, you know, because we've been waiting so long. Here's all the things that I really wanted. I wanted to see a bit of Bond just out and about enjoying life, like in uh, You Only Live twice sorry um for your eyes only where he's just pottering about the casino for a bit you know you get more or when he's just pottering through the streets in greece i really like that um there were loads and loads of things i just wanted that it provided and one final question i'll ask before i I finally let you go is your favorite bond film your most watched uh it was but i stopped doing it because i hate overwatching films Oh, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, so as I say, No Time to Die, the reason I've only seen it twice, really, is because uh, I don't like to overwatch films, and I don't watch a huge yeah. number of films generally. <laughs> oh, okay, um, So I don't, I don't sit down that much in front of the telly, uh, so I really do try and, uh, yeah, not overwatch stuff. Okay, fascinating. I, I love that. Anyway, Time spent watching all of these films is time spent not watching Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which is clearly genius. Uh, something <laughs> I'll defend another day. Episode Two is where I feel like it really screws up. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said there could be a Star Wars podcast that I've got oh, yes. some very complex opinions about Star Wars. <laughs> I, I know that my views are, uh, some would say, unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you so much for joining me. I shall end the recording here. Thank you so much. And my 007 performance, uh, performance, uh, 007 appearance. Sorry, it is now one thirty-two in the morning for me. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for having me on. It's every single appearance has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of British Culture. Albion never dies. Let me know your your top Bond films, your bottom Bond films, your most controversial choices by messaging me at uh, Fleming Never Dies on Instagram or just emailing me albionneverdies at gmail.com. 
I do send out a monthly newsletter. I sent one out recently, and from the uh, newsletter subscriber list, which you can click, it's in the show notes, um, I do draw a random name from time to time and send out mugs, as, uh, as Chris received one recently, and I uh, share, say, notebooks, or, or just sometimes I just send postcards. I do send out quite a few postcards as I travel about. Um, so if you're interested in just getting in touch, learning a bit more, letting me know your views, uh, do message me, and say in whatever way seems fit to you. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you again to Chris.